do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 75 of the switch mania playcast the season finale episode we're back to talk predictions and actually end the season yay <laughs> and a game that jp didn't play oh that's oh, every I episode forgot about that <laughs> That's the season. Uh, that's the season title. JP plays no games. <laughs> that's the that's the theme of our our playcast. Is we play games and JP learns about it as we're playing them on the show. <laughs> Ironically, the idea about the playcast was so JP could open his games and play them. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the funny thing is, this is a game I was telling Jeff yesterday. I've got five different copies of this game, and they're all still sealed. <laughs> Uh, Can't make this up. Can't make this so, up. So obviously, as you can tell by the title garden, you'll see later in the episode, Ease Origins is what we played. Um, I ironically didn't even play it since the last episode, but I beat it last year, so it's a really, <laughs> I, it's still very fresh in my mind because it was, you know, it wasn't released too long ago. So yeah, so I got some some good experience. I just got sucked into it one weekend, and I was sitting there playing it on the kiosk over here, and mm-hmm. couldn't stop, couldn't stop. My wife's like, it's time to eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's always yeah. a good thing when the game is that good, you just can't stop. Exactly. Um, yeah, those are the games you don't want to miss out on playing, JP. I know. You know what? <laughs> I, I wanted to play it. Like, you know, you got, we'll talk about it, but you know, you, oh, we'll uh, the one thing it. that you mentioned was that it wasn't that long, and I'm like, okay, that's enticing enough to me. And no, then. Then I just completely forgot until Barry just was like, we're going to talk about this game. I'm like, oh, my God. It's not enticing to you because you would have opened it. <laughs> you didn't even open it. <laughs> and it's only been a couple weeks. I mean, I know. Like- yeah, we'll just we'll just blame that on, on JP. We didn't record for a couple weeks, everyone, because JP, we're waiting for JP to play the game. Not because oh of what we're going to talk about at the beginning, which is... We got tired of waiting. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. So let's do, um as it's the season finale, let's do a, a, a classic. Um, so as always, we appreciate any five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, that is still a thing. Um, we haven't even <laughs> checked the ratings in a long time, but we do appreciate that because it does help um, the aggregate search engine for... For people to mm-hmm. be able to find our our playcast. Um, also, you still can record messages on uh, for the playcast. We do promise we heard a couple of them from the same um, person that was asking us that we should play um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I still haven't bought it, so <laughs> like we did, but we do hear you and. <laughs> <laughs> we we're always will. thinking of you <laughs> we will play it during uh the next season for sure um and of course um we appreciate any and all feedback uh it's been a whirlwind of a month that's for sure um so i think we should start off with with updates uh from the the premium side or should we do updates from the book side um yeah let's do the book first yeah, so we actually have an update for the Switch Collector Volume 1 because I have the wooden book covers in finally. Yeah. The craziness was, and I had to send it to JP, I'm like, so we got a uh, we got a problem, Lucy, is what I told him. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got some problem. Um, no, um, it was a weird one because it actually was a problem with the way that we wanted to do the wooden book cover, but it turned out way better than we could have imagined. So, in the past, 
everything that's been done with wood by I call him Box Steve because we have a couple Steves that we we know. <laughs> um, he uh, usually like has this really deep engraving, but it's very very light where you can't see it unless you like, put it in light. And he sent them, and the ones that he has now they're super super smooth. So there's no way in heck I could ink them. And if I paint them, it might go over it. However, the uh, the laser engraving is super dark, so the contrast it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like like so, it's a it's an issue to the point where I'm not staining and inking them, um, which also saves me. I think I was telling JP about 240 hours of inking and staining because it takes about eight hours to cover, and I have 30 of those. Um, <laughs> so it does save a lot of time. But even if I did it, it would be problematic because I don't want to ruin the awesome artwork that's laser etched. So it's actually a good, a good thing that happened, which is, number one, it saves me time. But number two, it looks so good because of the detail in there. There's no way I can ink that detail. That's just not mm-hmm. realistic. So it looks so good. So it's a good thing. And I will be, I sent out an email to every single wooden book cover uh, backer. And ask them to update and make sure that they have the same address. Because it has been a long time. Like, I literally thought that the wooden book cover guy might be um, hurt or something. <laughs> like, that's how long it's been taking. Um, so, but it will be. they will be going out. Like, I already have confirmation from about four or five of the, the backers. So, I'll be getting those all packaged up. And then, finally, I can get rid of the damn box fort in my garage that I've been saving boxes for the last, <laughs> like, year. Yes, year I've been saving. And wow. stuff. So, like, yeah, ha- like a quarter of my garage is like filled with like empty boxes that I've gotten from mm. different places, and because I didn't ship um, some of the international stuff out because I ship it all in bulk. So, a couple guys out in um, Australia, and one of our guys uh, from FDG, he uh, he got like all of the things from us, and he's and I'm gonna be shipping everything to him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the you know publishers of Blossom Tales. <laughs> um nice but yeah that's gonna be going out to him um but i did it all at once so i'm gonna be doing lots of bubble wrapping and stuff this weekend so it'll be fun but yeah it's great um and then been doing lots and lots and lots of writing for volume two uh getting very close knocking out all the single page reviews uh within the last like two weeks and then only have a few double page reviews and then we'll be getting that sucker uh goal is to finish it up in February to get it to print. So hopefully that can be done. Um, I'm sure Barry's gotten some writing done on that, right, Barry? <laughs> yeah, I have some. I set to upload them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Just yeah. write down that you have them done because uh, Frank Frank the Tank, part of Premium, he's like, I'm going to take those games from Barry. I want the right. <laughs> I'm like, do the ones that we haven't finished yet, Frank. Come on. <laughs> Quit stealing from Barry. <laughs> That's all right. He just wants what I have. That's it. That's right. <laughs> kind of like JP. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> JP's like waiting outside your house right now with a pitchfork. <laughs> uh, he, he finally got the game he was after for. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> so far. <laughs> but yeah, so that's it's pretty cool update. Um, now you know JP and I have been talking and. We're going to slow roll out Volume 3 just because our focus is on the next update, which is Premium Edition. Because um, that whole strategy guide for the Premium Guide for, for Pigeon Dev is completely done and in printing right now. So 
Um, if those who don't know, the Chinese New Year is, is quick coming. And so like, all of Asia like shuts down because a lot of things, regardless if you print in China or you print in Japan or somewhere else around in, in Asian territories, um, it everything like comes to a halt almost because it's a big holiday for February. So after <clears throat> the Chinese New Year, that'll be going into print along with some other stuff JP's going to talk about. But that whole strategy guide, it's 400 pages, some amazing stuff that we're adding so um, we decided to upgrade a lot of stuff just because we're premium edition, right? <laughs> so from um, you know, I'm taking the Hagen's Alley hat, but then I'm doing some premium stuff. So like the book, um, I don't know if I told Barry about this yet, which would be cool. But um, it's gonna be soft touch, kind of like the um, the awesome boxes that Special Reserve does. So it's gonna okay. be soft touch on the outside, um, and then. The Pigeon Dev art that's on the front, because I, I designed it to look like a Game Boy instruction manual from Japan. Because, <laughs> you know, the Pigeon Dev collection is a lot of Game Boy aesthetics. So, I um, the art on the front is going to be, like, glossy, just like my normal covers. And then there's going to be this, uh, there's, like, a black background that I, I chose, which is literally the art that the uh, developer drew that was a different color and a different piece that was part of... Um, I want to say it was part of Bucket Night, um, but in the back, I changed that to black, and it's going to be like a shiny, glossy, like, black aesthetic. Um, I did that instead of going, like, silver or gold or anything, but we're also going to gild it in silver. I have not seen a, a book gilded in silver in a long time. You usually see gold gilding is usually what you see. Um, and gilding is on the outside of the pages. It'll be silver. <laughs> like when you look at so it. nice. That's going to look beautiful. And then, of course, a red bookmark for Switch. Um, the spine looks like a Switch spine. The um, And then there's some headbands and tailbands that'll be red and white, just like Switch. Um, and... On the inside of the covers, we're going to have, like, the Premium Edition logo, like, tiled, like, at a 45-degree angle on the, like, printing on the inside. So you don't open it up and it's white. It'll be, like, the logo, like, tiled, which looks really cool. So I think it's going to turn out amazing. I mean, and JP will attest as he's about to go over, like, we're just trying to, you know, up the standard of just coolness with what we're doing because, I mean, it's fun for us. I don't know. It's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I will. Uh, I completely agree. And the other big item that's coming. G- from GP over- just asked me on a text because he didn't ask here. Four hundred pages? No, two hundred pages. I probably misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's two hundred. Well, pages. the one guy that's like, you said four hundred, and I'm like, yeah. I just want to make sure. No, I like. We, now you know, the we got an early Switch Collector Volume book. Two is absolutely four hundred pages. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, but um, yeah, I think I got my wires crossed. Volume Two is four hundred pages. Uh, Pigeon Dev um, yes. guide is 200, and I do have a demo. So um, JP's been badgering me to take some some high quality pictures. So this uh-huh. weekend I'm, I'm gonna get some pictures. So that way the next email blast will be yes. some of the pictures. The demo they don't um, when they do a demo a uh, a mock book they don't do all the different cool stuff with like the gilding or any of the the extra stuff. So it's just a soft touch cover and everything right now. But and the inside doesn't have the printing on the the stuff. But um, all the pages look amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. And 
yeah, you know, I, I've been asking and we've had people, you know, customers and people in the community, you know, going and tease or asking us like, when are we going to start showing off the, the premium guy? And I go, it's coming, it's coming. You know, we got an oh, early yeah. look at, at the digital file, you know, before you submitted it initially. And I mean, it's just amazing. You know, when you think about strategy guides of, of back in the day of just like information overload of just the game, all the behind the scenes, all those extra pieces, that's what our guides are. I mean, it's just amazing. It's it's literally from from cover to cover. There's just so much in there, and I think I think probably one of my favorite pieces is you know you have the interview with the developer, but then you also have the whole process of the physical creation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm going to get into that a little bit more with our other update for this week. But I think what's always cool is that, and what I've heard from people is you don't always get to see behind the curtain. You no. just either see the mock-up or the final image. And here the book is documenting the whole process, like what we're going through, what, like you're going to see unused concept art, unused covers that yeah. we initially didn't, you know, came up internally and never even showed. So I think it's going to be a really cool look just to get to know more about premium edition games, what we're doing. Um, but I, I love that. I mean, I think it's just awesome that that's included. And you know what's funny, JP? Um, I forgot it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded. And yes, yep. it has been a couple weeks. And <laughs> it's gotten tougher because we had to wake up like early this morning on a, on a weekend because my daughter started mm-hmm. uh, started uh, tutoring. So it's like mm-hmm. right when we would record is when I'm taking my daughter to tutoring, which I'm also doing in writing done. But um, it we had um, Nintendo Palooza is what I want to call it over the last couple weeks. Uh, so... <laughs> Some people have commented, uh, usually to JP, like, just off cuff, but this isn't something that we were hiding. Um, they were like, man, you guys are playing loosey-goosey with, uh, with the, like, you're not getting your stuff approved by Nintendo. We can tell. All this stuff. And I'm like, I've always said it. We've said it on the Playcast. I'm going to ask for forgiveness and not permission. So, um, and what what I'm alluding to is that on our, per, on our retro boxes... Um, and, and some other stuff. We had some, some craziness on there. I put the daggone seal of quality on the retro box, right? Um, mm-hmm. My thing was, and JP was like, oh, no, there, there's no way in hell. And I'm like, no, I'm going to make them explain. So I'm like, we're a publisher, third-party publisher for Nintendo. On the NES, they had the seal of quality. On their Fire Emblem box that they just released, there's the seal of quality. There needs to be a damn standard. <laughs> so, um, and obviously, some of the other publishers are like, oh my God, they're, what are they doing? They're just releasing stuff haphazardly. No, um, I will go on the record to say every single item we push out, every single physical item is approved by Nintendo um, and, or, and or back and forth with Nintendo. For example, <laughs> JP mentioned the premium guide. We couldn't even put our old premium edition logo as an example as part of the history of premium edition games in the book because Nintendo wouldn't approve us using our old logo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had to use a really, really old logo in that, um, which I was like kind of theming off of the Bullet Club um, before we uh, went with the premium edition with Erica's Switch-looking look- logo next to it. But I couldn't mm-hmm. use that. <laughs> um so I went back and forth with Nintendo a little bit. Just they were like, "Yeah, um, you can't use the the seal quality on the front. It's only on the on the back, um, as per blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Yeah, but 
this is a retro box, not going to retail. Um, and I went back and forth with them, and they were like, yeah, unfortunately, uh, our policies won't allow us to approve it like that. So I tried. <laughs> I tried. Um, so basically, though, inherently, the demo that I have, which I think I had in my video where I was awesomely assembling the game by throwing everything, um, <laughs> um, th th that box now, uh, the text that was to the left that just has like the four awesome games is going to be larger, and it actually looks really cool. Um, removing that didn't take away any of the aesthetics, so. Um, but the boxes are approved as as that. All I had to do was remove that. Um, in the guide, they had me, I had to remove all the iterations of our old logo. I had to remove any of the mock-up art that Erica created on all those tiny images where it had that seal quality on any of the versions. I had to replace those <laughs> in the guide, so I couldn't use those. But um, I literally just edited them all with Photoshop and made sure that there was a consistent image. And then... Um, Ironically, the description of our playcast, I put down that we cover everything Switch at the end, and I just had to change that to everything Nintendo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Weird changes, right? Um, but yeah, yep. it was it was Nintendo Palooza. Um, but yeah, everything is is good to go and um, and approved, including uh, some stuff JP's probably gonna waiting to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So another. So another item that's coming from overseas that we got to show off for the first time yesterday, if you caught our newsletter or social media, is our official steelbook. Mm -hmm. um, so what we got in the mail was a metal proof. So it's a flat metal sheet that has um, the image of the, the front, the spine, the back, and then the inside. Uh, so we did a video. So if you got your newsletter, open it up because there's an exclusive link to a private YouTube video. Um, I did post that link on, on our social media channels, um, but you have to click the link. If you go to our, if you just go to YouTube, you won't see it right now. So we're keeping it, you know, a little exclusive to our followers and our customers and our subscribers. But it's awesome. I mean, Erica, our graphic designer, designed this retro TV style steelbook. Um, and what's really cool about it is I confirmed with the steelbook company, we are the first Nintendo Switch steelbook to have a front and back landscape cover. And I think that's awesome because um, I was wondering, I, I've seen images of other front steel books. I haven't seen any that were landscape, but I want to make sure. And apparently in Australia, Big Bash Boom, I think that's what it was called, the back of the steel book was landscape with the, the players, but the front was portrait. So I'm happy to say that our entire outside is landscape. And I think it's going to look awesome because it's old style CRT TV. It's set to channel three on the dial. There's going to be some embossing on there. And then the inside, Erica literally created the inside of an old TV um, with some extra little characters in there. So you need to check out that video. It's just, it really is nice. It's coming along great. As yeah, of right hey, now... Barry, isn't it funny how JP went to such lengths where he figured out the one steelbook on the back that has a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense because we, we both have that one, so I'm sure he went and looked at all the steelbooks and saw that. If we make... If we're going to be the first of anything, I'm going to make sure when we make that claim we're right, and yeah. we are the first to have a front... And you know what? It's funny because... We have a lot of um, firsts with these two releases. Yeah. yeah. To me, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do some kind of highlight image at the end of, all, of our Series 1 to kind of explain all the firsts that we've done. But to me, it's a big deal because, you know, steelbooks are nice and you can do a lot with them. 
And nobody's done that where you're literally going to have people displaying it a different way than how they've been before. And mm-hmm. I just think, you know, it, it just fits the Pigeon Dev collection so perfectly. Um, I love that the characters are kind of bursting out of the TV. I love when you open it up, you just see like all the wiring and, and whatnot. I mean, there's just so much detail because even on the inside, you could get away sometimes with just opening up, having an image of the character or something simple mainly because it's behind, you know, the plastic piece where the cartridge goes. But Erica is just so detailed. Um, and I think it's just it just goes to the testament of, of the quality that, you know, we're putting out with our releases is that no matter what piece of the physical item it is, there's nothing that's getting overlooked. There's nothing that's just going to be, you know, minimized. So I think, I think it's coming along great. Uh, as of right now, you know, in terms of the lead time, we do have the Chinese New Year uh, that kind of just shuts down all production overseas. Yeah. But the good news is they did give us an estimated time window where production oh. should be resuming end of February. And then we're expecting these steelbooks to be ready and shipped uh, to arrive to us like end of March. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, that's our current window. Um, it's going to be end of March, beginning of April to be shipping out the retro and the deluxe because the book should be in at that time. Um, so, you know, the retro and deluxe will be a little bit later than our, our premium editions, which we'll get into in just a moment, Uh-oh. but don't, don't make any promises, Jape. Now <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, uh, in quotes, like, don't quote me. <laughs> oh no, but, definitely uh, quote him. Everyone nice because Tag we're finally him. getting to the point where we're having, you know, more concrete time frames for, for these releases. Tag JP, make him respond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so Jeff, do you want to talk about, uh, maybe another update? For our premium versions? Hmm. Which update am I talking about, JP? I, we didn't rehearse this. We never rehearsed anything. No. Maybe <laughs> maybe the meeting we had last night. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so essentially we've been... Um, the, the, the cartridges have been <laughs> at the packaging facility for a month and a half now. Yeah. Like, like, we're like, oh yeah, we'll be printing anytime soon. Oh no, oh no. It has been... A back and forth exchange, um, seemingly like it's funny because like JP and I will be talking with them on email, and it seems like they've never done this before. And then you talk to them on the phone, it's like, oh yeah, they know every single piece. <laughs> We're like, what's going on? It's like bizarre world. Um, but essentially, uh, we've been going back and forth getting proofs in the mail. Um, the interior for Pigeon Dev was like tiny when I got it, and they send it on a giant sheet. <laughs> like a huge sheet like i showed jp like it's bigger than me um, <laughs> um and it was like tiny so i'm like well thank god they sent that to us um but yeah we've been going back and forth back and forth everything is approved um and everything will be in printing next week um that means, and like JP just goes, well, how long is it going to take? And they're like, oh yeah, it'll take like a couple days. And the one, uh, one of the other members of the team, like, has these big giant eyes, and they're like, no way, no way, hold on. So, um, essentially, we we got out of them an actual left and right time limit, like a release window. Oh my goodness. Um, so I said, is it realistic to say that by the last week of February, games will be shipping out? And they said, oh, yeah, absolutely, maybe even a week earlier. So we got yep. a couple weeks, people. couple weeks, games yep. will be shipping. Yeah, and I will awesome. say at this point, we're, we will be following up with them, um, making sure nothing is changing. But we're going to be communicating that. So for those of you who have pre-ordered 
the premium editions. So yes. Super Blood Hockey, there's only one version, the premium. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Pigeon Dev, there's the three. But the premium versions should be shipping out end of February. Um, so if you pre-order it, it won't be much longer. If you haven't pre-ordered it and you're listening to this, I would highly recommend you do so. Because uh, once they start going out, you know, what we expect is the ripple effect of people showing off the physical game now because they're getting it in the mail. Um, and, you know, once that starts, you know, more people learn about our company, more people pick up the game. So get it while it's still available. You know, yeah. it is a it's 5000 printed overall for both well, games. So don't miss we, out. And we listed percentages on the website. The percentages, they're not something that automatically updates or something I manually update. Um, yep. But the thing is, is the percentages are what we have left based on the entire print run. So we've right. mentioned before we've partnered with Video Games Plus. They have a bunch. Um, so what the percentage is is like, I mean, we probably have about fifty percent of our side, which yeah. in turn is like under thirty, under twenty five percent, whatever it is, of the entire print run. So I mean, do the math. That there's only you know just like the Jaguar, um, <laughs> but it's um. I mean that's the percentage we have for for each version. It's it's not yeah. a ton, so just be sure to uh, to get your your games before they're they're out. Because once they run out, I mean, we had a giant pre order window. We're not trying to be a limited company. Um, yeah. so you know if people support at the beginning or support during the production phase, we will produce as many as we can. Um, right. We have a lot of games coming up though. So. Yep. We have so we do these in series. We talked about this before. Um, series one is Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev Games Collection. Series two will start off with a premium direct, and we'll we'll talk about what we have coming. Um, there's gonna definitely you know be some awesome games. Uh, the way the series go is gonna be based on production. Um, it's still gonna be likely that we're doing essentially like we're talking like one deluxe style or with the full guide a quarter um we're still going to be sticking with that mentality because the guides do take a lot of time Mm -hmm. um but we do have some awesome games ready um even new games that are completely unannounced one that we just informed barry of this morning um (laughs) like craziness we got some cool stuff i mean some epic games coming um we're gonna be revealing pretty soon i would say I could promise one thing for the Premium Direct. We are going to unveil the retro box for a robot named Fight. Um, it looks nice. so good. Um, and I will tell you, because you know, we say listeners of the Playcast always get a, a nice heads up on everybody else. Um, the art is done on canvas. It looks amazing. Um, and the artist is also working on an unannounced game. A mm-hmm. retro edition for the unannounced, un- an unannounced game as well, and that one looks amazing. And so, like, what we're doing with these retro editions is we're going old school, where it's not digitally created and put together art. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, because I do like that style as well. That's kind of how our slip, our sleeves and our slip cases are, right? Mm-hmm. The slip, the slip cases. I always get those confused as names. Um, that's how the slip cases are. Um, but, but the slipcases are also drawn on paper as well, right? Um, but I do like the whole old school aesthetic of having a piece of art that you then create the box off of. Um, 
trying to avoid as much branding obscuring as I can when it comes to the art that's done like that. Um, but you'll see it with the with the direct. We got we got to show it off. I know JP's been wanting to share it. I'm like, no, save it for the I, direct. I know. I know. <laughs> you know it is. I'm excited because once once Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Devs Premium Editions ship, like that's that's the thing. That's kind of like our our gate right now because you know we've been mm-hmm. talking internally that we could have announced these other upcoming games. People knew about Robot Name Fight already, mm-hmm. but our goal is these first two releases like our series one we need to get these out people to play them and see them and then we're going to start rolling out our 2021 you know titles that we're going to be doing in series two and i'm excited because to me the direct is just a fun way to get the community watching at the same time get us all pumped and i think everyone's really going to like the uh the next wave of games that we've got yeah oh yeah it's going to be it's going to be awesome um we could absolutely already my daughter just got her iPad. Um, <laughs> we absolutely could have um, rolled with some of this stuff because the the games that we have for Series Two are already in Lot Check. Yeah. Um, so that, and Lot Check does take a while for those that are in the know. Um, that's Nintendo uh, approving the digital process of of creating the physical. Um, yep. And it's it takes a while. So we're already doing those things. We're already doing a lot of the pre staging things. So by the time we announce, like we're gonna be almost ready to print um yep. at that point which will be awesome um i've been back and forth with as i mentioned nintendo palooza so um yeah this this weekend i'm gonna be working on some of the newer game art and stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna probably spend a a night drinking coffee and, and going crazy <laughs> and <laughs> what we're trying to say is that there's a lot of premium edition stuff coming your way and february is going to really be uh kicking the pants i mean it's just gonna be like full throttle ahead it's gonna be awesome so i'm i'm looking forward to it and i hope everybody else is as well yeah and i mean um the other thing is is we're looking to um see updates with uh sunshine manor as well because i know that the developer has been behind the scenes just working on bosses and craziness i know he finished two or three levels at this point Mm -hmm. um, in the game and he's like and it's not like levels but like stage worlds however it's laid out because it's more of an open world aesthetic when it comes to it but it kind of still unfolds as you unlock things so i think he finished like two like three sections or something now at this point Mm -hmm. with sunshine so uh, we were also going to have an update for that with our direct as well which would be cool and then you know the new stuff with robot name fight and new games woohoo I think most people will be excited about. Oh yeah, I I'm like people are ecstatic with Robot Name Fight though. That it's it's been a crazy. Oh, yeah. it's been crazy. People still emailing. When is Robot Name Fight coming? Yep. Old your horses, calm down. It's <laughs> coming. <laughs> now now we mentioned what did uh, what did Barry the Cloud say at the first direct? When is a lot it? Of Remind this guy. Robot Name Fight is coming in summer. Of yes. 2021. Yes. Um, we're going to try to be shipping by then. That's our goal. Like, we want to. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, basically, if we have that sucker completely up for up for pre-order and in production sooner than later, because um, our main goal was getting the the retros and the deluxes for Pigeon Dev shipped before we started right. the production on Robot Name Fight. And so the, the guides are done. Yep. <laughs> like yep. I like that's done and, and being ordered. So we're moving on. Um we're working on stuff. So it's awesome that we're like in the next series at this point. It's good times. I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> for everybody to see. Yeah. Oh, 
I have like, all these like demo items and the um, the retail versions and not really retail, but the published versions looks are going to look so much better because mm-hmm. um, when you get these demo items that they, they send you, they're not going through the the full production process. So the stuff that are that's actually coming out is going to be like even better. And I'm like, oh, can't wait. Like it's going to be awesome. And then I got to get um, the patches sewn on my premium edition games <laughs> jean jacket that I have. <laughs> my, my cut off, my cut off premium jacket. Now it's, now it's up to you what you want to transition to, but you talk about updates and we talk about updates for premium. Another company, if you've been following the Switch community news, yeah. came out with updates this week. And I think it's worth uh, talking about. Good transition. Yeah. So Barry, <laughs> do you know which company I'm talking about that kind of went radio silent for a while and then came are back? You, are you talking about uh, a company that might be ready to dispatch? I am. Very good. <laughs> Rise <laughs> from your grave. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give the summarized, and then you guys fill in what I missed. And then I'm curious on, on your thoughts, really, of the company as a whole and kind of you know the message that they're putting out. So yeah. if anybody recalls, Dispatch Games is a U.S.-based publisher. They've released some games in retail and on their website. So we have Cyvaria Delta that came out a while ago, Penguin Wars. Um, then they've partnered and done like a Japanese collector's edition of the Jaja Maru game. That was like a collection of like like old Famicom style like platforming ninja games. But then there was other games that they had up for pre-order for like over a year at this oh, point. So they one, had JP. what? You forgot one of their games. Which one did I forget? Soldam or Soldam. Soldam, yeah, you're Soul right. Dam. Yep. And JP glosses over the Ninja Jajaru Moon. <laughs> It's a a classic Famicom, Super Famicom series. I might have written reviews on every single game in my NES Oddities in the Homebrew Revolution book, as well as my complete SNES book. I've written about every single one. (laughs) So they had the the Japanese collectors of that. Um, But then they had pre-orders for Rathergy Swag. They had one for, um, what was it, Games Paradise? Paradise Games. Um, And then also there was... A Japanese rail train sim game that got a physical release in Japan that supports English, but they were putting out the U.S. version. Um, so the, the pre-orders went up quite a while ago, and then they never came out. Um, and the company would every now and then you know, apologize for the delay, but then they said there would be an update. Then there was no updates. Then I think back in November, they said in January there would be big updates. So now we get to the end of January. You know, People at this point are writing articles about this company. Um, you know, they are comparing it to another company that didn't turn out so well for people, uh, which was Warren Collectors. But they put out this big update the other day in a newsletter. Um, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can go on social media. You know, they posted it. But essentially, they apologize for the delay. They obviously know that, you know, it's taken longer than they wanted to. They want to know that everybody, they want everybody to know that, they have a much more realistic time frame now. So they're talking about March is when, you know, their items are going to start coming out. Um, and then they talk about, uh, so Game Paradise is will release first, then Rathergy Swag will release second, and then the, the Rail Sim game would release third. And this is starting in the March time frame. Then they mentioned that, you know, in the year beyond, they already have four additional games planned for this year, several into 2022. Uh, moving forward, they're not going to be doing pre-orders as far in advance as they've done before. Um, they're going to do it only once all of production has been locked into place. 
Um, they're going to do more direct emails for updates, specifically by product. Um, and, you know, they want to make things right. So people, so here's the interesting thing. For people who pre-ordered and kept their pre-order, they said that they're going to include something bonus with each game. But the interesting thing is that last week, before updates from them came out, they turned off pre-orders for all their games on their website. So now they come, so now they come back, they do this update, and, and the first question people ask is, oh, I went onto your website, I can't pre-order, can I? And they were like, nope. Like, we turned off pre-orders, we're going to put some aside for people, you know, for in case of damages, we may have some leftover for cancellations. But that's it right now. So if you wanted it, you can't get it if you either didn't pre-order it before or you canceled because we took too long. Um, so that was their updates. Um, I'm going to start with you, Barry. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm happy that they're communicating. Everything they say sounds great in the sense of they're not they're holding back on announcing any new games until they get these three out they're not going to have long pre-order windows they want more open communication Uh, all these things are great um and i really really hope they follow through with them Mm -hmm. unfortunately talk is cheap and their past actions have seen them say we're going to communicate more and they haven't communicated more Mm -hmm. um i i still have my pre-orders uh, I do put them above Warren Collectors because they actually have released games. Um, you know, I've gotten everything I've pre-ordered from them um, that has come out. So as long as that's the case, then I'm going to be happy. And I'm a patient man. I don't mind waiting. But I do like communication. And I'm happy to hear them uh, talking and communicating because we want, you know, even though we're, we're premium edition games, we still want our fellow publishers to be out there making games because there's so many great digital titles mm-hmm. that it's impossible for us to do them all, for any one company to do them all. So it's great to have all these other companies out there getting some of these digital titles into the physical space. And after seeing what happened with physicality, you know, that that hurt because it was like, oh, there's three games here that now no longer are getting into the physical space the way that uh, they were meant to. I know like Guilty Gear has a, a UK release, but it's still... I don't want to see them go out. I want to see them release their games. I'm looking forward to their games. And, uh, you know, I, I hope they follow through. And I hope after Rail Sim comes out, they're like, all right, all our games that we've announced are out. Yep. Maybe they'll do a little direct and here's our next games, but we're not going to turn on pre-orders until they're ready. And you know what? Good for them. I, I hope they follow through. Put their money where their mouth is and, and make it happen. I will say it's funny because it works both ways. So you have new companies that come out and you have something like Warren that happens where, you know, they, they stole money. I mean, there's no hiding that people pre-ordered and we've talked about this in length, but you know, a lot of people cannot get their money back because that window expired to request a refund. And then what happens is this domino effect of new companies coming out. So like physicality, like premium edition and that negativity and that bad experience from a completely different publisher carries over into announcements from new companies like ours. Like, oh, look, it's a new company. It's going to be just like Warren. We're going to have the same issue, despite the fact that Warren was really the first publisher for the Switch that did this. But then you have something like Physicality, where you know it's another new company that came on, did pre-orders, but they did right by everybody. They returned everybody's money. You know, They apologized. They tried their best. Nobody really got screwed outside of maybe the developers not getting a physical copy of their game made. But the consumer you know, was protected. Everybody got the refund. Um, 
but you know, it, it comes to us now, you know, we were really the new, we're still the newest physical publisher and, you know, people who have seen our cartridges, they know it's coming. You know, one thing I see all the time is the, is how key our communication is. You know, people know us on social media. They know us in Facebook groups. They know Jeffrey from his books. They know that we provide updates and, and we're doing that. We've done that since day one. We're not stopping. And now we're getting close to shipping and then people will have our games on their shelves and in their switches. But, you know, I'm hoping that we are that positive trend where a new company comes and, hey, they can publish games. They do honor, you know, their commitments. And then, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's so many games that I do encourage people that want to pursue this because, you know, it should benefit. It should benefit the developers. It should help people get more games out there. But, you know, it really kind of falls to us at this point. Like we are the, the new kids on the block. And well, and it's JP, remember, like Barry said, talk is cheap, but I would almost argue lack of talk is cheap. Like we've yeah. communicated and oh, yeah. as long as you communicate with your progress and what's going on, like we're right. we're doing, like JP can't stop dogging with it. So, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and we're not the new kids, damn it. There's Forever Limited. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> they've oh, done some uh, stuff, but they haven't. Yes, done I some apologize. Physical. There, there is somebody that came out, you know, overseas. Are, are they in Poland? I forget where they it only are. It costs but... $18,000 to ship. It's it's no big yeah. deal. And they complain about our shipping and $18 million to ship over here. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you're right. Talk is cheap. That's why I like video. <laughs> That's why we show all the items. That's why I get permission of what we're allowed to show because I don't see it from other companies all the time that I don't know if there's a reason why they don't show the cartridges early or maybe they don't show the steelbook proof early. Like, we we want people to be involved in our process, so you know how it's how you know where we are with it. Um, but pretty soon, you'll just be getting the games in the mail, so that's all good. Well, and like we said from day one, no matter what, we're getting series one out. Like that's yeah. that's a no no uh, contest. We're going to take series one, get it out. Then uh, once series one gets out and we're good, then we launch and announce series two, and we yep. continue. Ah, fun times, fun times. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, did you have any any additional thoughts? So, I mean, I think it's odd that they um, went so far as to say, "Oh, we like we're going to communicate better when they haven't." Um, you just gotta make it a priority. I mean, in reality, it's it's not easy to communicate the way JP does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really not. Um, it takes a thing, um, but. The fact that they're like, oh, yeah, and we're going to do these four games here and these here and these here. And it's like, okay, well, don't put all your eggs in that basket. It's kind of what we saw with phys- physicality where they hadn't shipped out their games in a long time. And then all of a sudden they're like announcing. And even when they – and they were really cool dudes and they did the interview with Barry and everything. Um, yep. But then they're like, yeah, we're going to announce this game and this game and this game. And it's like – like JP and I know this, the scope creep and the excitement's real. Like we have like so many games that we could sign and release, and but we're like, all right, we gotta do the scheduling. <laughs> we gotta keep it realistic. Like so, we always said we're gonna slow roll, and that's why um, it keeps things super grounded and realistic for us as a company, um, and it doesn't allow us to get out of out of scope to where it's all of a sudden we have a. Uh, back and forth for a month with a 
you know the the packaging company and all and now we're like oh what's gonna happen with all these other games we announced and it's like Mm -hmm. no that's why we didn't announce anything because we're literally um trying to do right by everyone yeah and don't forget we're from the community we're all collectors and gamers like we know what it's like to buy from these companies and now we are those companies so Mm -hmm. it's crazy because like i i have to learn sometimes because like jeff said i want to share everything like literally the smallest piece of information we get i just want to blast it out because i love i love sharing that stuff i do that all the time when we get updates from other companies and now you know we're doing that as well but yeah, we just we we're all excited. I mean, it's... Well, was it like our update this week? We might be like, I like neither of us have seen a steelbook um, sheet Proof. like that, and yeah. we've heard of them, but we hadn't yep. seen them. So we shared it. We're like, hey, here's what it looks like. It looks really cool. It's unmolded. It's an unmolded steelbook. It's yeah. super rad, uncut, unmolded, and. You know, it's just something that you you don't see, and it's it's a fun process for us. If people aren't interested, cool. Like, we'll still share it. <laughs> and I will say, like with Scanavo, Scanavo, I'll never be able to pronounce their name, and I apologize in advance. But you know, they shared it because we're working with them. They're the official steelbook company. And what's what's interesting is we talked to them about, you know, are we allowed to share this? They said absolutely. Yeah. Like, blast it out, let people know, tag us. Um, and what's what's really interesting is that. You can have your steelbook up on their website, and not everybody does that, but you can be sure Premium Edition Game Steelbooks will be up on there once they're finalized yep. uh, to be preserved, you know, in in their archives. So I think it's exciting. Like, you know, they're such a great company to work with. Nothing but good experience so far, and clearly you can see the quality that they're putting out is just going to be amazing. And I will say, um, you know, we talk about experimentation and, and do, being the first to do things. Like, we have ideas already uh, for our next steelbook that may have only been done once or maybe never before with a steelbook. So we're literally going to test the limits and see what we're able to do with these things because a steelbook isn't just the case. It's supposed to be something that you're proud to have in your collection. It's worthwhile to put in your collection, you know, as a publisher. And we're going to make them as fun as we humanly can. Absolutely. And plus, Barry loves the steelbook. Yeah, absolutely. He said yeah. we had well, to do it. If it the berry test, you know it's good. Oh, and this this one, Erica totally outdone herself. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, like, I, love, favorite. I love that we share that. And there's, you know, people in our community that, that are like the equivalent of like me collecting Switch games. They're the steelbook collectors of the community. You know, whenever something gets announced, they're the ones who know about it. They're the ones who buy them all. They're the ones who kind of like have their channel around it. And when they looked at ours and go like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like to me, that's that's like a seal of approval from the community because if they like the steel book, like we know we're on the right track there. So, uh, so good little um, transition talking about first. Like, what are all the firsts yeah. that we're doing here that we can announce? Yeah. So, starting <laughs> with Super Blood Hockey, we yeah. are the first solo hockey game worldwide, um, and and of course e- ESRB. Yeah. So I in, believe- in JP fashion. There in Japan, there's a Kunio Kun collection that has a hockey game on it, not solo, um, yes. which is a Famicom Aiki, Aiki Hockey Nobu or something is what it's called. And then mm-hmm. there's some weird looking family game that has multiple games on it that has some hockey. In the UK. In the UK. Yep. Uh, we'll just say Peggy. Um, then, of course, to our knowledge, we have the bloodiest Switch cover <laughs> for Super Blood Hockey. 
Yeah, and with the uh, slipcase, by the way, I don't even know if JP noticed this with the Pierce, but I added more blood. Oh my god. On the front of the slipcase, I added um, blood all around the logo that's exploding out um, <laughs> around Super Blood Hockey. So, um, and it's sent to Nintendo with the proof, so. <laughs> um, I, again, somebody will have to verify, but I think we're the only one to have a dead character on a cartridge label. <laughs> <laughs> what a claim to fame <laughs> that's right kids hide your games from your kids <laughs> it's pixelated um, death let's see uh then with the let's move on to the unless there's anything else for super blood hockey i'll move on to pigeon dev <laughs> well uh, i mean we our challenge cards are, are, are yeah. a first for the switch uh when it comes to earning something from an item that's inside the game that's true like it's something I, physical. You know, I, I've been saying we're bringing back an achievement system for the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, then for Pigeon Dev, we are, to my knowledge, the first ESRB US multi-cart application release, which is four individual games, so four different icons on the Switch. Because there are mm-hmm. games that have a collection where you know it's one icon, you go in the game, and then you pick you pick which game you want to play. But ours are four individual games, and to us, that's a big deal because that's really kind of opening up possibilities of just either working with multi-developers to have a collection of their games, have one developer with, you know, all of their individual games on there. So we're excited that, you know, with our second release, it already bumps up the number of digital titles we've preserved to five. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, anything I, think, else I think that's where, like, some people in the community were like, oh, yeah, you guys are doing way more than then one game a quarter and it's like they didn't realize we we're doing a multi-application card <laughs> like we're putting four games on one right. like like if we yeah. can do that in the future with uh same developers and stuff we absolutely will i mean my classic was i was yeah. angry having to buy blaster master zero one and two like separately and i'm like really like they could have put those mm-hmm. on one cartridge yeah. like like i will yeah. i will absolutely try to convince jp to do that every time you know so and i said try funny. to convince him <laughs> you you forgot a first jp Uh-oh. in I'm fact sorry. You forgot a first that you even talked about on this very playcast. The steel book, the first yeah. horizontal. Well, well, we're only in the pigeon dev. I haven't missed it yet. That's still pigeon dev. Right. So yeah. we have the first landscape steel book, uh, I, which I think is gonna be just again amazing. Now now I argue back and forth with JP, but we do have the first strategy guide with speed run times in it. That's true. World yeah. record setting, world record speed run times with hints and tricks because there are some some guides out there, especially first party. And um, I think what was the last one? Dandara has a pretty decent one, which is awesome. Yes, that's yes. solid. I hope more companies copy us and do it because I love strategy guides. Like, please do them if you want us to do them. Contact us. Like, <laughs> we'll we'll try to fit it in somewhere because I know Steve. He he does love making the uh, and this is guide Steve, not box Steve. Um, <laughs> 8-Bit Steve. He, mm-hmm. he does love doing the uh, the strategy. Yeah. That's another one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Are we the first indie publisher to have two games shipping at the fr- at once? Like in their launch window? I think we may, um, right? Dispatch, didn't they? No. Send out Psy and, and Penguin Wars? Like, no, they have different release dates. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, because they're they're literally like even though the cartridges arrived at the at the packaging facility about a month apart, like the production is exactly the same. So when everything yep. is done, it's going to be the same day because they're ordered at the same time. So they have literally the same release date. 
Um, yeah. That's interesting, though. <laughs> that is funny. And that wasn't the plan at all, but it just, you know what? It turned out where people get to enjoy double the fun. Actually, maybe five times the fun. And, and the fun. final one is we'll be the first to have something that's pretty major unannounced with their physical. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Which is going to be the most unique thing. Um, Actually, nobody's done it like we're doing it. So um, we didn't want to play our cards because somebody who could quote unquote possibly produce it faster could have beaten us to the punch. So instead, we're just going to push it out there, be the first to do it, and then people can copy off us and it'll be cool. Yeah, I can't wait till we do that first unboxing, whoever that is, me or somebody in the community. Oh, no, let somebody else in the community, JP, do it. Uh, all right. Yes. yes. I want to so see somebody else do way. it on surprise. And then, Fair and enough. Then, that's, that's and true. we'll see how long it takes somebody to see it and react. That's right. I will give everyone like a 48-hour head start. you got to wait till they get them in, JP. Yeah. Okay, I guess I Shipping should. Well, is. I meant, you know, once it's all shipped. I'm, I'm a little patient. But not too much. Mm-hmm. You yeah. you're not patient at all. I'm not, not a good liar, JP. <laughs> no, I'm not either. Yeah, so it, it's it's been a fun ride so far, and uh, yeah, again, February is I think going to be a great month. Oh, it's so. going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Especially we get to also play uh, Bowser's Fury. It's going to be great. Yep. Yeah. My son won't stop talking about it. I showed him the video for it, and then because he has a switch. He went to you know my parents' house for the weekend. He comes back and he's like, "I watched the video like a hundred more times. Did you know that Giga Catman?" And he, like he knows all the terminology now. Like he's memorized <laughs> that video. And we're playing through Sunshine right now, but he knows that Bowser's Fury and 3D World is is coming out on February 12th. It's circled on the calendar. Is and it he's- sad that when I hear Sunshine, I ho- I'm hoping that you're playing Camp Sunshine with Joshy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Please play Camp Sunshine with Joshy and scar him. <laughs> Joshy just has a cute teddy bear in it. You'll be fine. Come on, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Daddy. <laughs> uh, oh, you were, you were telling me about Mario Sunshine, and that's just like so odd, because you never really played it, right? I have not played any of the three on the 3D pack, like uh, 64. I only played the beginning. Like I knew those first early levels really well. And that was my memory of Super Mario 64 is that, oh, yeah, you get the cape or you get the, the cap that flies. You run around the big bomb off and throw him on the mountain. And I'm thinking like this game is, is going to be fun. Finally going to go through it. And literally by the end of it, I'm like, I never want to play this again. I'm so bad at it. It's so hard. Like getting to 70 stars for me. May have been like one of the hardest things I've ever done in video games. And I've got my five-year-old watching me just like patting me on the shore going, it's okay, daddy, just keep trying. You'll get there. (laughs) And I'm just like, I just want to be done with this game. And then the irony is that Bowser himself was so easy. Like the final one, you know, you just get him close to those spikes but it, it was easy. It was a, it was the the stars that were just so hard. Well, um, um, so that's the weird thing, and that's why it's been polarizing throughout the community, is that these games are classic, but they also introduced 3D platforming for Mario 64. So there's some yep. tropes in there that we got used to back in the day that don't hold up well. And stuff like the boss battle, though, has been that's kind of been more of a standard, so you're more used to it. Whereas the platforming and the camera work and everything has oh. upgraded so much that it's a big regression. 
question playing Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine with the camera system. Yeah. Because um, Mario Sunshine back in the day was awesome when it came term in terms to platforming. Um, a lot of us weren't too happy with the the water functions. Now the water functions are kind of fun, but yep. um, the controls and if you're not playing it with the damn Switch Joy Cons and you're using mm -hmm. a third party, doesn't play well. Um, but then Galaxy holds up real well. So once you get over to Galaxy, like that's the best one out of the trilogy just because it's the most modern and has the most aesthetics that's the only reason it's not that any of the games are bad it's just that it you know shows that era of gaming and where we were in terms of 3d platformers and that's where a lot of people don't understand so if you didn't play it back in the day you yep. don't have those nostalgic itches so if you had those they hold up a little bit better if you've played the games and i mean i got all the stars back in the day on 64 sunshine i beat it i didn't collect everything back in the day um yeah. and i still haven't played any of those games through to fruition even though they're awesome i still i still like them on the switch yeah like i i will say going from 64 to sunshine it was amazing that the camera could rotate around the entire body now. Um, you didn't have the fully free movement with the camera of going up and down that you have now with, you know, like with Odyssey. But, like, it's <laughs> it definitely such a graphical improvement. And I enjoy it. Like, you know, we played Luigi's Mansion 3 recently. So having, like, the controls of, like, controlling uh, an item that you're using in, in your game mechanic. Like, I like that. I actually like the... I think it's called Flood, right? Flood. F L U. Yes. Yeah. So I like it. I, I know Joshi and I are really enjoying it. Um, I actually like the beginning because um, we're not too far into it. But you know, Princess Peach, Princess Peach gets kidnapped by the Shadow. We'll call him Shadow Mario. And Joshi's like, "Oh no, she's kidnapped!" But then you get her back, and I'm like, "Ah, that's a little different because the whole <laughs> game really isn't revolved around saving her. It's about you know, obviously your frame for graffitiing up this island." That Delfino Island that you have to clean up, but I'm we're having a blast. Like it really is a fun game. I definitely already see it challenging, and we've only got like less than ten shines so far. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm like I don't know how many I need to get. I just am gonna get to where I need to beat the game, and then we're gonna move on to Galaxy. But Galaxy may have to wait if if I don't finish it before uh, you know 3D World comes out and Bowser's Fury. But we're yeah we're going through like every every Switch Mario game, and it's just. It's so fun playing it with a five-year-old. Um, definitely... Well, the thing that's sad, though, is that you're going to have to miss Galaxy 2, which is such a great game. Oh, For now. Yes. Maybe it'll come. Maybe. It's still I think, early. I yeah. think this year, like, I mean, and we can transition to our um, predictions. Our predictions. Um, yeah. So I'll go with my prediction, but it's just a quick segue, and then I'll let Barry tag back to mario but i think this year they're not going to concentrate on mario but they're going to concentrate on zelda a lot i'm mm -hmm. hoping that they also concentrate on metroid but i'm not going to hold my breath because i think that they're waiting for four to get to a nintendo completion but i mm -hmm. think that they're not going to concentrate on mario um they're going to concentrate strictly on zelda that is my major prediction um mm -hmm. when it comes to first party games but barry would you have anything oh. on uh, the mario that Oh, I was just going to say, uh, for the Mario thing, we never know at the end of March when everything disappears in quotes. Maybe you'll come back, you know, and Mario digitally. Galaxy 2 will will be there as well. Um, at, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the um, what we talked about on our Mario 3D All-Stars episode was that when it goes away, we feel like a lot of that stuff's going to come back digitally for sale. Yeah. As for your prediction with uh, Zelda, mm -hmm. do you think they're going to completely ignore Metroid? As it's mm. also a 
fifth anniversary? I hope not. I really hope not because I want to see Metroid Zero Mission along mm. with one, two, three, all of the things. Um, you know, super, um, all the things and and all the way up, all the two D ones. I want a whole collection. And Zero right. Mission's my favorite version of one. That's so good. Um, I want all of that to be released on a on a Switch cartridge. Um, I know that with all the predictions from last year, which a lot of those from that same person came true, we're going to have the obvious um, Wii U ports uh, coming over for for the Switch. Hopefully on one cartridge, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to see something awesome done with like all of the Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I hope we get some Metroid, man. Like, There's no reason not to. Like, there's no reason not for Nintendo not to tribute any of their series. Right. Hey, five days ago, it was the two-year anniversary of that Metroid Prime 4 video that said that the development has re-re-begun. <laughs> <laughs> it's over two years ago now. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, who knows at this point what we're going to get. Isn't it going to be two years since... Isn't it going to be two years this year for the Breath of the Wild 2 E3 trailer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. E3. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, thankfully, there the Switch has games, so there really hasn't been, you know, a shortage of of waiting or, or keeping us mm-hmm. preoccupied until you know these games that we've been teased about are coming. But well, and yeah, the, crazy, the like Switch how- is a weird beast, though, because we're not getting the quote unquote triple A blockbuster, crazy intense titles every year because it's the Switch. Um, but we have such a flood. There you go. There's your Mario Sunshine <laughs> quote um, of games. Like t- so many games are, are out. Like it's ridiculous. I mean, you guys are collecting them all. It's ridiculous how many games are coming out. You say yeah. that there's no games on the Switch is a, like it's like ridiculous. Like you can't even like trying to keep up with this is ridiculous as a collector. Trying to be the one to do the Switchopedia is ridiculous <laughs> as a author. Um, it's just one of those things where. This system is treading water, and if my my prediction from last... I think I did a prediction last time. Oh, no, I just brought it up, um, which was my major thing that the next Switch Pro is going to be iterative. So, like, it's going to be a spec upgrade, kind of like iPhone does mm-hmm. Android does. Um, and it seems like we're going that route, especially with all the different console variants coming out. There's no way they're going to just create a brand new Switch. That's the interesting thing is that we have the Mario Red and Blue, I'll call it the generic Switch edition that is coming out. But then this week we also saw the Monster Hunter Rise special edition, which literally just, to me, just like demolishes the Mario one because you have, again, you have this nice, unique design on the Joy-Cons, on the back of the console, on the dock itself. And it's, it's like literally that's how a special edition should be done. The Mario one, you know, the biggest complaint is that it's just, it's just, yes, it's the first one to have a different color, which is the red, but there's no Mario logo. There's like nothing whatsoever. And it's, you're just wondering, like, why would you even call it a, a Mario console just because there's, you know, <laughs> blue in there, but you don't even reference him really at all. And it's just, to me, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Like, you know, people say that's a cheap cash grab, which it could be. Um, but why wouldn't you even have like a logo or character face on there or something? Hmm. Like, have the dock kind of be like the like the suspenders almost like you know coming over the dock like have something that makes it look a little unique um but they went very basic with it and then you see the monster hunter rise and it's like wow 
that's a that's a special edition that really defines and and identifies what that game is. Well, it looks way cooler, yeah. Yeah, and what's and what's still interesting is once again the U.S. we're left in the dark whether we're getting it or not um, because it's out in Japan for pre-order, it's out in Europe and Germany, France, you know, for pre-order, and we're seeing the same thing that we did with the Fortnite collection that just or the Fortnite edition where we heard nothing and then at the last minute it's like oh yeah GameStop and Amazon and Best Buy will carry it like a day <laughs> before it went live and we don't know if that's going to happen with the Monster Hunter Rise one. What do you think about that, Barry? I like to get you on your soapbox when it comes to us not getting stuff. <laughs> I, I I really don't care when it comes to these other systems because yeah. I'm waiting for a, a pro. I mean, for yeah. those that really want it, I don't see any reason for us not to get it unless right. they just don't think it will sell. But since America has gotten the other Monster Hunter systems, like the the new 3DS XL we got yeah. and stuff like that, I don't see them skipping. Right. Uh, the U.S. territory. We just usually get it announced last because Nintendo of America doesn't, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't give a crap about us. Yeah, they just are very, very restrictive with NOA. Yeah. It's insane. Um, it's unfortunate because, I mean, yeah. we would like more things. Um, it, it, to me, though, it's telling that we're not going to get um, a Switch Pro, like, soon. I mean, they could still roll it out and announce some kind of thing for the fall to hit the christmas season um right. absolutely they could do that but i mean the thing is is that with the way that the la- the newest console generation for sony and microsoft has went to the fact that i still haven't been able to find a ps5 because every time they mm-hmm. pop up on the twitter page that i follow um they're sold out in two seconds because of the bots and everything um the fact that that's a thing um, Nintendo might as well because if people aren't able to get it, let's spend the money on a new Switch console. <laughs> yep, that's like, true. Yeah, for real. We'll take advantage of that. Hey, you can't get the competition. We'll get us. Yeah, ours is available. Like it's good it's, timing too because we we did a period of time where you could not find a Switch or a Switch Lite anywhere, and that was around the Animal Crossing time when yep. COVID was starting. And now it's kind of the reverse, where it's like, hey, you can't get these new consoles. Go grab a Switch; they're available, and we've got plenty of games for it. <laughs> A couple. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just a couple games. Just a couple. This year has been interesting because it, it's 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 ramped up, and then you know I'm putting the weekly release together, and I'm literally at zero right now. Like there's no games coming out anywhere in the world that supports English outside of a Doraemon learning game from the like four games from the DS coming to a Switch collection, and there is one game on there that teaches you English. So I I'm like, does that count as an English game? I'm like, I don't think it does. Uh, no. But that's literally the only game right now anywhere in the world that's coming out next week. So we have like these crazy like swings right now where it's like this week there's like four or five games that came out. Next week there's zero. Then then it starts ramping up in February. Like February is no joke for collectors. Like it's oh, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it used to be October and then October went into November, into December, maybe it skips January a little bit, goes into February. And you could just see that the switch is just it's not slowing down with releases and it's it's crazy how much is on the way. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Barry, what is your major prediction? Well, I could do things like the Switch Pro and stuff like that, but I think a lot of people have said things like that, so I want to do something a little bit different. Um, I think that, because a couple of weeks ago now, Nintendo bought Next Level Games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And just yesterday, 
the Astro Chain IP is officially owned by Nintendo now, 100%. Yes. Um, I do think that's a sign that this year Nintendo is going to be opening up their wallet, like Microsoft, and buying a few companies, and Platinum Games may very well be one of them, which is why I have a dual IP ownership when it's just all one company. Right. And uh, my prediction would be Platinum Games and maybe Grasshopper Games which is Suda51's company for No More Heroes 3. Yep. Um, but it could be other ones, but I'm going to say they buy at least two more in addition to next-level games, which they did buy. Hmm. That's a good prediction. That's a great prediction, and that's good for us as gamers because then you get that Nintendo shine on those games. Yep. I guess it's time I play Astral Chain. <laughs> I, so I did good. start it up because I got it for Christmas. Um, so far, pretty fun. All right. Awesome. Uh, maybe so maybe we'll do that for a, a future episode. We need to. I, okay. I, I we will after it. after after uh, Barry and I talk about the episode of this one. We'll we'll announce that that'll be our next one. There's a spoiler uh. for listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so my my prediction is a fairly simple one. It's a game, uh, it's a game. and I will say I I will blanket it in terms of it could be a remaster, it could be a port. I think the Golden Sun series is going to be coming to the Switch this year. Ooh. I I haven't really seen anything that would tell me you know that it is, but I just I don't know what it is. I just get this feeling that it's been long overdue since the DS days with the with the third game. But either we're gonna get a trilogy, a remaster of the first one, a new you know a new addition to the series. But I don't know. I just feel like now's the time for Golden Sun to make a return. Nice. That so would I'm be gonna awesome. stick with that. That would be um, awesome. I, and you know, um, we can if you like. We did get. I did post this on on Twitter last night about other people's predictions, yeah. and I did get some responses. Well, we only have twelve minutes left to record, we JP, and we have. Oh boy! So why don't, why don't we save those predictions for next episode, and <laughs> won't you guys go into E's origins? <laughs> JP always has that scope. He's like, hey, by the way, I have this where I could talk like the Micro Machine Man for an hour. <laughs> Um, yeah, so our game of the episode that JP definitely did not play, <laughs> JP, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, is Ease Origins. Ease Origins is an action role-playing game uh, developed and published by Nihon Falcom. Um, it was released in 2006, and in 2012, Xseed Games published an English localization of the game via Steam. Um, the Switch version came out on October of 2020. Um, with some upgrades and updates and some other things. Uh, so basically, the E series is a series of action RPG games where you essentially are supposed to like walk in to the characters, but throughout the years, they've upgraded towards more of an action RPG-style game, which is amazing. Um, this game, The Origins, features three characters uh, with various fighting styles. You have Unica, who uh, wields axes and great swords. You have Hugo Fact, who fires energy and from his wand. He's like your mage. And then you unlock the Claw, who um, has a short range and high damage. Uh, that's supposed to be for more experienced players. I always like playing as the tank, though. It's always fun. Um, all playable characters have a boost meter that fills as you progress, and then you do a you get boosted where you have quicker attacks and greater defense. So it's important to learn your your boost meter and your your special move, your burst. Um, as well, that you can have like destructive energy blasts to kill your enemies. Um, the the s- story in the setting, you have your twin goddesses that you're um, sitting there trying to save throughout it. I'm going to be very general with it because it's a very long story. Um, and you're essentially just trying to save them from a giant tower 
I think the it's called the Darm Tower. I, I call it the Ease Tower just because um, <laughs> it's the land of ease, though. Um, and so essentially, the Switch version, though, is interesting because it was released in a million different ways. As JP said, he has five versions of the game. <laughs> um, I got the version from overseas and Japan, as well as I think I got a second one from Limited Run, which I'll probably put up for sale because I only keep one of each game. Um, I did end up, as I alluded to earlier in the episode, beat the game. Really awesome. Awesome game. Really fun. Um, on a weekend, I just decided to start it up. I think it was during a week when we are, I had already played and beaten the previous game of the episode and just went through. I love how you're going like level by level as you climb Darm Tower and you fight everything. seems like you're always generally a little bit more overpowered than, um, the, what you're fighting. And I ran back and forth every once in a while, though, when I noticed I was getting some major experience to grind a little just because it was fun. And I always seem to find every single special and secret because you get these like little fruits, these Rota fruits that you can upgrade abilities and things with a little character that you meet and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was super, super fun. Um, what about you, Bear? Yeah, I... Uh... I played the Switch version. I, I got the uh, limited run one from Best Buy. It's the only one I've actually gotten in. I'm still waiting for my limited run uh, proper collector's edition. But uh, I I love the Ease series. I'm so excited for Ease 9 okay. in just a couple days. And uh, Is that still for pre-order? Or it is, uh... um, well, the, if the PS4 version is in a couple days, and then the Switch version is not coming out until April. Okay, That's, I've been waiting because I want to get it, and I know Ease 8 is like super expensive now. Yes, and Damn. Ease 8 is a great game. But and Ease I don't 9... have that one yet either because I procrastinated. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ease 9 is just a few days away, so I was like, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Let me go play Ease Origin, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um I liked the tower aspect just because it just kind of it was one continuous dungeon, but every level or every couple levels had different themes, so it wasn't just like oh, this is another dungeon floor, kind of like Luigi's Mansion Three in that sense. And uh, I did the same. I went around and I got uh, everything, uh, every type of weapon and, and ability, and and it, it's really cool the sense of progression you get in the game as you get stronger. You really do feel like you're stronger and can can accomplish more but there's not a lot of backtracking needed but there is also a lot of fast travel points so if you do have to backtrack it's it's not bad oh the fast and travel is so nice so good <laughs> so good and uh yeah it's it's i would say the bosses are challenging i did ha i did die in a couple of bosses and it took me multiple tries but it was never to the point that i was like throwing down the controller like ah screw this game it was like I'm, no i want to say I mine was it. like early on barry is when i was like dying and then like later on i just yeah, grinded yeah. a little and it seemed like I tanked them all. Yeah, the, the earlier bosses are definitely uh, yeah. more challenging because you also have less moves. Um, but but even the the final boss was a lot of fun. Uh, I really I really think this is one of those where if you like action RPGs, you like Zelda style. If you've ever played any of the other E's, and you just probably like eight hours, seven eight hours or something to beat it. Like it's not a terribly yeah. long RPG experience, something you can absolutely do in a weekend. Like a and, rental experience, like play it over yeah. the weekend and beat it, yeah. And, and just feel accomplished, because it's a lot of fun. I only did it with one character. Um, it was yeah, a girl. me too. I, I played as the girl, Unica, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I played as her. I didn't I didn't play as any of the others. But you know what? I, I don't often will replay a game as another character. 
Um, especially if I feel I got enough of the experience, and I, I definitely mm-hmm. did. I liked what I saw. I liked the experience I had, and it just. I've never played a bad ease game, and that still continues. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I love. I know coming the fact that it came out in two thousand six uh, explains some, but I love the fact that it feels almost like a Saturn era game. <laughs> yeah, like, that's it's true. It's 2D with the the pseudo three D. Uh, where it's like 2D sprites with a 3D rotating world and camera. And kind of the ways and, the platforming works, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it gave me that feel, like a working design-style Saturn game. And oh, I, I just, love I loved, I loved that. And it, like, brought me back. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. So I do definitely yeah. recommend it. Yeah, I would say I one thing that you mentioned that I 100% agree with this. This is a great game for a first playthrough. I don't think I will go through for a second or a third. Um, but I do have to reiterate, in order to get some enjoyment out of this game, JP, you have to open it and put it in your Switch. Yes. No. <laughs> you do no. have to insert okay. it and start. You know, to be fair, you guys picked the Mortal Phoenix Rising, and even though you beat it, <laughs> I'm still playing it, and I love it, and I'm obsessed well, with it. That's also stop. because we all started playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, and then you started like two days before we recorded. I did, yeah. and now I can't stop playing it. <laughs> and we told you that that would happen because the game's amazing. It's in the top top tier. Well, games. I don't like to say that you're right, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I think it's it goes without a doubt that you know we we recommend the game. It's awesome. JP needs to play the damn thing. Um, yeah, he should still play it. Unfortunately, JP, you've just now added another game to your <laughs> to your list because Astral Chain now is going to be our our yep. next game we're going to play. That being said, though, um, what you've just seen with between episodes 74 and 75 is going to likely be more of the norm, unfortunately, because as things get crazy with premium and things, we're not going to um, be able to record as much. But when we do, because we can't play the games too often. Like, I played zero this last week um, mm-hmm. of anything just because I've been doing so many things trying to get the games ready. And, you know, our priority is to make sure that, you know, the games get out to everyone. Um, but that being said, though, I want to play Astral Chain really bad. <laughs> so so I'm going to try to dedicate some time this weekend to, to playing it. Um, and if and if we all get some time to play it, JP, um, we'll, we'll, we'll be here. So everybody ping JP online and tell him, play Astral Chain, so that way we can record. Fair enough, fair enough. He'll be the one to make us wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so JP, I think we have a few minutes if you want a Micro Machine Man through the poll. Yeah. Not right, for ease, but for prediction poll, right? Yes, this is. I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to not talk about ease. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Completely understand. We had to so, do it so fast, which is unfortunate, but that's kind of how we always do it, right, Barry? <laughs> like we always have to like. Yeah, them we always have, we unless we start the episode with it, we have to like cram it in at the end. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. So maybe from now on, we'll try to get the game first before we get sidetracked down the the premium or production rabbit hole or something. That's fair. All right, so here's some 2021 predictions from our community. So, and, and we'll on, say if we agree or not. <laughs> yeah. So, Giorgio ASMR mm-hmm. said, I predict that we'll get more classic retro Nintendo games announced for the Switch, mm-hmm. a new improved Nintendo Switch console announced before the end of the year, mm-hmm. future premium edition games info. Absolutely. I mean, you're already getting that. So, <laughs> yeah, you Welcome. got that already. Boom. We just made your prediction come true. And new Nintendo Switch accessories announced. Very good. Um, next is Romeo Kid TV. 
And he said, my prediction is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 coming to the Switch. Hmm. Nintendo awesome. shows Breath of the Wild 2 for 2022, and people will get mad. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're probably going to see spring 2022. Yep, I agree. Um, no Switch Pro announcement this year. Still the same bundle for Black Friday, LOL. And Pokemon <laughs> fans will not like the Rumor Remaster games, which are probably coming yeah. this year. Um, and Switch will reach 100 million sold. Ooh. That's a good prediction. Oh, there we go. Like All right, because so the let's Switch go to did the... overtake the NES, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. so... Yeah, let's go to the next one. Here we go. Uh, the next is Newton Nation. Newton Nation said... I just ride the wind when it comes to the Switch. What I really, really want gaming-wise is Elden Ring on PS5, but mm-hmm. unlikely in 2021. Only major Nintendo title I'm wanting that I can maybe expect to see this year is Breath of the Wild 2, and then some sort of Switch revision before the holidays. Okay. That'd be a good time. Uh, Brito Blue said, I have big expectations for two things. First, Nintendo will announce a Switch revision. I'm not saying an outlandish update, but upscaling while running the same software. And secondly, Neo, The World Ends With You, will be Nintendo's Persona 5. Mark my words. Ooh. That's a good one. Um, ZedukZud said, I'm hoping for a Switch Pro 4K dock 1080p handheld, perhaps a nice OLED panel. I anticipate Zelda and Metroid will get the same treatment as Mario did for its anniversary last year with classic collections. Hopefully Breath of the Wild 2 as well, but that may be pushing it. Okay. Um, Next is Fin for Life. We'll take an easy one and say Terror of Hemosaurus from Lauren Lemke, brought to physically from Premium Edition Games yes. with an adorable plush. Or not easy, <laughs> rather hopeful thinking. I hope so. I mean, I we love Lauren. He's awesome. <laughs> we, have not hidden, we have not hidden the fact to Lauren, to Lauren that we uh, want to do that. Oh, it would be um, amazing. Like we would, I would get the original artist from Rampage to do the art. Like if we go with him. That would be so good. And, yeah. and did you know Sean Daly, who's the composer of Super Blood Hockey... Did the music, the music for Terra Fumas Ars. It sounds awesome. And the new stuff nice. that he's been posting oh, looks yeah. ridiculous. Like, he's adding so much cool stuff. Like, it's going to be a perfect upgrade of that classic Rampage formula. Yeah. And he even said that there's not even there's not only going to be those stages of pure Rampage. I'm like, oh, I'm so curious to see what else he adds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was funny because somebody was like, please tell me it's two players at least. And then he's like, nope, <laughs> up to four. <laughs> And we just, like, dropped the mic at that point. Um, okay, so then um, Chief Chakra, his prediction is just sweet, amazing, beautiful chaos. Perfect. Okay, we'll have that. Um, then Romeo Kid TV, I think he came back with another prediction. Uh, he said, my crazy prediction stay, please sit down. Xbox Game Pass will be available for the Switch. Nintendo buys Sega. There will be a Halo <laughs> Switch console. <laughs> JP Switch Mania will win the lottery. Yes. Yes. Nintendo will sell Switch games to PC. And Persona 5 Strikers will sell better on the Switch. Ooh. Mm. All right, here we go. Um, For whom the chair folds, the physical release (laughs) predictions are No More Heroes 1 and 2, Devil May Cry 1, 2, and 3, and they specifically all three on the cartridge, of course, Um, Killer 7, Demon's Tilt, Firewatch, overland dot 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 yeah as if um, all of the games yeah so those were the predictions i think there's some really good ones in there mm-hmm. um and we're very curious to see what comes true in the coming months 
I just think I like the, some of the people are like premium edition does this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like sure. This is a I'll, great time to mention on the Discord. If you want to recommend the game, head on over to Discord and just plop the name, tag the developer, you know, put a yep. link to the game, let us know about it cuz we check out everything that people send our way. And the hardest part for me, you know, being in this company and also a gamer and collector is that there's games people mention, and it's like, oh, I wish I could comment on this, but I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so we know like a bunch that. of games that are getting physical releases that we can't really talk about, too, that we're not doing. And it's right. like, yeah, it's already getting a physical, damn. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would be shocked, honestly, if Limited Run didn't come out with No More Heroes 1 and 2 physical. Mm-hmm. After, you know, Especially with 3 coming out. It, just, it seems like something they would go after, and this, yeah. there's a demand for those two games physically. And they do post a picture of uh, Suda a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, it'd be we'll hilarious see. too. It's like limited run games becomes a big a we- as big of a website as Amazon because <laughs> they're literally <laughs> yeah. turned into limited shipping games or something. Because <laughs> like they <laughs> they create their own, but they have so many. They're just like releasing everybody else's games too now. That's true. That's yeah. <laughs> true. It's pretty so, crazy. So next time we say it's going to be Astral Chain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, we'll play Astral Chain. It's a good time to wrap things up. Yeah. So before we wrap it up, Barry, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to say when we finish? <laughs> oh, bye. But I say bye. Okay. I'm writing it down. I'm not what? messing this one up. You don't have to say bye. You could say have a good say. one. <laughs> oh, see you later. No, say, you could say see you later. Say That's fine. Hasta la vista. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, where can everybody find us? So yep. they can find us on the internets. Yeah, that's easy. By Googling <laughs> Premium Edition Games. Um, so, with me, I'm available on HagensAlley.com. I do have various books still in stock. Switch Collector Volume 1 did sell out. There are some, I want to say there's still some of the slipcases available. Maybe like one or two, but like nice. very little. If they are still available, because they do sell consistently, though. Like, I've had sales this week. Um, but anyways... I'm on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. And I might do some game stuff too. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And of course, you could find me at the Premium Edition Games Discord. JP? You can find me at jpswitchmania.com for all your weekly release news. Uh, also on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram is jpswitchmania, but I'm really mainly on Twitter, so just go there. And then, of course, uh, Premium Edition Games. So it's Premium Edition with the number one on Twitter, and then just type in Premium Edition Games on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, head on over to our Discord uh, and premiumeditiongames.com where you can pre-order our first two games right now. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.